Hello, and welcome to Souls and Hearts. I'm Dr. Jerry Cree, and I'm a marriage and family therapist. My colleague, Dr. Peter Malinowski, is a clinical psychologist. Together, we have developed Souls and Hearts, a web-based platform offering education and resources in mental health from a Catholic perspective. As Peter and I have been preparing for this Advent season, we reflected on the role that the church's weekly readings have in readying our, well, our souls and hearts for a journey closer to God. As a penitential season and the beginning of the church's liturgical year, Advent calls us to repentance and to prepare the way for Christ in our lives. It calls us to change. Much of the practice of psychology is about helping people to identify and then enact healthy change. We thought it would be interesting and useful to unpack the weekly readings with a discussion on how from a psychological perspective, we can approach the wisdom and the challenge of the Advent call to journey closer to God, to prepare the way for Christ in our lives. And so here is chapter two in our Advent series, a weekly program where we discuss the upcoming readings for Sunday Mass, while we also explore psychological concepts and practical life applications. Peter and I are excited about this journey for ourselves and excited to share it with you. We hope you find it valuable and would love to hear your thoughts each week as we seek to meet the needs of you and your family this Advent. So welcome to Souls and Hearts, Be With the Word, in Advent Episode 2. And so before we begin this episode, I will read for you the readings for the second Sunday of Advent. Feel free to skip past this section if you've already read them. The first reading is from Isaiah. On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Not by appearance shall he judge, nor by hearsay shall he decide. But he shall judge the poor with justice and decide a right for the lands afflicted. He shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Justice shall be the band around his waist, and faithfulness a belt upon his hips. Then the wolf shall be a guest of the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the young lion shall browse together with a little child to guide them. The cow and the bear shall be neighbors. Together their young shall rest. The lion shall eat hay like the ox. The baby shall play by the cobra's den. And the child lay his hand on the adder's lair. There shall be no harm or ruin on all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as water covers the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse set up a signal for the nations. The Gentiles shall seek out, for his dwelling shall be glorious. And the second reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, whatever was written previously was written for our instruction, that by endurance and by encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to think in harmony with one another, in keeping with Christ Jesus, that with one accord you may with one voice 
glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another then, as Christ welcomed you, for the glory of God. For I say that Christ became a minister of the circumcised to show God's truthfulness to confirm the promises to the patriarchs, but so that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And the gospel reading is from Matthew. John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, Oh, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the, uh, the axe lies at the foot of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. We'll see you in a moment in our second chapter of our show. See you then. Hey, I'm Dr. Jerry Crete. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm here with... Peter Malinowski. I am a clinical psychologist at the Crossroads of America, Indianapolis, Indiana. And you are here in Souls and Hearts with The Word, which is our weekly show where we reflect on the upcoming uh, Sunday readings. And we are now discussing the readings for the second Sunday of Advent. That's right. And we're going to be looking at it, not just from a spiritual perspective, but looking at the psychological implications, at least from our point of view, having a discussion and seeing what we can find and discover. And hopefully you'll learn something as we go. But we do have a few takeaways, right? So my big takeaway for this one is that empathy includes listening before reacting. What have you got, Peter? So mine has to do with sin is whatever harms relationships. That's the concept. Mm. You know, that's the key concept for me. All right. And as far as the action item, we want to talk about action items right now. We do that at the end. We'll do that 
Not right away. We got to at least give them something to look forward to. You got it, Jerry. I'm with you. <laughs> but we do have some action items, some things we're going to give you that will help you put stuff in 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 place in your life, hopefully, to make this real. That's something um, about social hearts that we really want is that what we do here helps you change your life for the better. That we yeah. really want this to be transformative, you know. So yeah, and we want it to be a little bit of fun as we do it <laughs> or hopefully. a lot of fun or a lot of fun <laughs> exactly <laughs> that, that exactly Jerry a little nervous when i say that <laughs> his idea of fun is like milking a cow or oh, chopping on. up a pig <laughs> so let's get let's let's get into the reading does that need a qualification you have you do have I, animals I do, I do have animals we do raise animals so we'll get into that at some point i'm sure in the show but yeah well let's talk about our readings yeah, let's, let's get into it isaiah again because we got isaiah second got time yeah um i love this one because it was definitely one of those you know hearkening to christ right and the 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 rule of emmanuel and i thought it was just beautiful how it was describing christ in isaiah which is fantastic and i was just moved by wisdom and understanding were put together and counsel and strength of course i like the counsel one but and i thought it was interesting that they placed it beside strength mm-hmm. and then knowledge and fear of the lord the fear of the lord is one of those things that maybe we'll discuss it some later uh, show or whatever in more detail but it's one of those complex ones because what is meant by fear of the lord um, right. is interesting but because in this passage it says fear of the lord is his delight Right. He delights in fearing. And, and the fear I always sort of interpret as kind of awe. Right, right. God's amazingness, like his transcendence, his, that that is delightful. And yet, in some level, frightening because it's so, it's so ab- above us in a certain way. Um, so it's complex. But, but anyway, I, but, but the piece that I think speaks to what I wanted to get to look at today was this part that I think is so fascinating about these wild animals, <laughs> right? So maybe that's why I mentioned, you know, you, right, you have more right. tame animals maybe, but, but, you know, wolves with lambs right. and leopards with a kid. I guess that's a kid. I guess I'm referring to a goat. Baby goat. Baby goat. Okay. A calf with a lion. Yep. You know, lion eating hay. Uh, instead of these other little animals and and a baby in a cobra's den right so you know what where my mind went (laughs) it's kind of funny but but when i was thinking of these these wild animals all sitting together in peace i actually was thinking sometimes of some of my families that i do work with when they first come in (laughs) because sometimes you know obviously i'm being metaphorical but sometimes it's like the family system is so hostile and so negative and everyone is trying to prove their point or, or, or um, you know, win over on someone else that it, it almost feels like, you know, animals trying to tear each other apart. And, and in God, in this, in this glorious view of the kingdom of God, right? This glorious view of the top of the mountain or where God is present. And when Christ comes, then there's peace, all these animals are in peace together. There's harmony, right? Harmony. And yeah. if you look at it, it's the predator animals along with the baby domesticated animals, right? It's lambs and kids and calves, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, it evokes 
the sort of the harmony that happened before sin entered the Garden of Eden, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what we have to look forward to, right? Uh, you know, I think it's brilliant the way these readings were set up because there's this huge sense of hope and anticipation, like this is how it's going to be. That's why it's worth going through the whole process of repentance, of, mm. of reconnecting with God, right? It's not just going to be, you know, all right. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as far as you were talking about, inter you were talking about the external family systems. I was thinking about like our relationships with ourselves, mm. you know, about our inner, like the, 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 the thing, the ways that we act like wolves to ourselves or that we act like leopards or lions to ourselves, the way we can cut ourselves down, the okay. way that we can be brutal, you know, inside ourselves to the parts of us that are small or weak or that we perceive as deficient or shameful in some way. So, you know, it's not just sort of the external systems, it's the internal systems as well. Right, um, right. Yeah. In Isaiah, it says that the earth will be filled with God's knowledge and the Lord, like water, like the water covering over the sea, that God's knowledge will, will, um, I don't know, not eliminate, but like cleanse maybe or purify all of this discord. Mm -hmm. in order to create harmony. So, but I thought the word was knowledge was so interesting. Um, and it's, so it's developing understanding um, or maybe it's wisdom is included in that knowledge. I'm not sure, but, but gaining an understanding of what is God, you know, what is God um, giving us or, or calling us to in this reading, which to me, I took as meaning um, especially when you relate it to um, Romans, where he talks about encouragement and endurance and having hope in, 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 in this sort of ch in a changed world, I guess, that I, I took it as um, gaining the knowledge for how to um, get along, like how to be different and not be at each other's throats, but how to actually love one another. To be in Actually, relationship. Yeah, in, uh, harmony, in harmony and relationship, right? And yeah. that's the flip side of sin, right? So sin is a destruction of that harmony. It's destruction of the relationship, right? And what we're looking for is, is, is a kind of connection and a kind of relationship like a lion and a lamb, like lying down together or, you know, the, 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 the lamb being the guest of the wolf. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, that's so, like, to our limited human intellect so unimaginable right but yet here it is here it is you know yeah. so we're, we're we're called to get outside of our own experience right and to imagine something that um that we haven't yet experienced yeah it's coming yeah the whole season yeah. of advent it's coming preparation for that so so i wanted to explore some of some key ways so these are my takeaways a little bit is how do ways do we develop mutual empathy I know later you can look at the intra-psychic piece and how to develop that inside and repentance right. and so on. Right. But I wanted to look at how we can have better mutual empathy. In other words, empathy w with each other, uh, multiple people, and maybe even a whole family. But it could be a couple. It could be a whole family. How could they cultivate that? What do you have to do to so get how that? You, how can you get the lions and the lambs to get along in the family? Yeah, exactly. And, and so to me, I have, I have five elements, all right? So the first one I have is anticipatory empathy. And that one is just being ready to anticipate, you know, kind of guess, you know, what the other person is actually needing and feeling, 
right? It doesn't mean we're always going to be right right away, but we, when we know each other, we can kind of guess. And so we're, we're t- it's kind of having a disposition to look for it, right? So that's the first part is, is anticipating empathy. Um, and then there's this other one, which is be open to be influenced, because usually if you're in conflict, if anybody comes at you with something, right, your immediate response is to react back, like, you know, to be defensive, right? Protect yourself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the natural reaction. But what, what has to be cultivated, right, is to realize, okay, if this person is um, having some kind of negative reaction or whatever, they're not in a good place, if I am open to being influenced, it will it tends to discharge that. It tends to um, diffuse the other person's reactivity. Not always, can't guarantee it, but it tends to. And if they see that you're open to being influenced, right? That you're not just gridlocked in your own right, position. Right. Makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, the third one is be curious. Be relationally curious. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm interested to know, Peter, you know, what you think of, you know, that situation that was hard for you. You know, I'm interested. Right. In you. Right. And which is, again, it's an outward. It's a pulling yourself out rather than just simply a defensive protective reaction inside. It's a pulling outward. All right. I've got two more. Do we need a little break to say Um, a little bit about souls and hearts or should I just keep plowing through Got to build break. some suspense. Yeah. Let's take a little break. I like this. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this is our second show. Souls and Hearts is all about bringing the psychological and the spiritual together, grounded in a Catholic worldview, right? To, to, really, to really understand psychology, psychological factors from a, from a Catholic worldview. And that's what it's about. You know, it's about human formation. It's about that, that natural formation because grace builds on nature. The supernatural builds on the natural. And we want to have those strong foundations, you know, uh, on the natural level. And that's what we're here to help with. So we're an online community. We're, we're, a res- we're, we're a bunch of resources online. And we want to connect with, uh, with all of you and, you know, and be together in this endeavor. It's a huge, it's a huge adventure. Sounds awesome. We look yeah. forward to it. We're- many free courses and and then more and more courses coming out through the year and we'll also be responsive to what you may need and want yeah as we create them yeah so definitely want your feedback yes all right so number we have number one is anticipatory empathy so anticipating um being empathetic the second one is being open to being influenced third one is enjoying some curiosity about the other person fourth one experience vulnerability this one's so hard (laughs) being able to just sit with vulnerability which might mean whatever the feelings are and being kind of open about what they really are because usually like you know anger i always describe anger as sometimes core emotions like if somebody purposely kills your cat then you're angry i guess but a lot of the time, your anger is secondary to a deeper emotion, right? So you get angry or reactive because deep down you're hurt or you feel shame or you're sad or something. And, but, and you're avoiding those feelings. So vulnerability means 
you know, being open a little, being really open about what you really are feeling, what's really going on inside. And then the fifth one is having, creating good connection, good, good, solid uh, relationship that is not about having power over the other person. So really it's just going to be hard because you're having to check what your motivations are, right? Or agenda is with somebody else. Am I just trying to influence them and make them do what I want? Mm -hmm. Or am I actually, you know, um, wanting to feel connected and wanting to feel like we're together and it's mutual rather than a power influence situation. All right. Wow. So, I mean, of all of that, like, can you just talk a little bit about tolerating the vulnerability? Because I mean, there's right. even, you know, parts of me that are like, you know, like right. you ask for that kind of vulnerability. Yeah. You know, that may just seem like it's a little bit much. So, I mean, maybe just a little bit more on that, Jerry. Yeah, no, I know. And I think this is one that's going to come up a lot over time too. Vulnerability is one of those difficult things. If you're a Brene Brown fan, she talks about vulnerability a lot and, and shame because, because it's like, you know, sh- we, we, we don't, we don't want to sit with shame for sure. Right. Because that is the epitome of vulnerability. Um, and that, so, so, okay. So here's the piece when it comes to mutual empathy and why it's not just empathy, but mutual. And that means you, you develop more and more trust with the other person that when I come and share a little bit, when I just share a little bit of vulnerability, I open up a little, the other person's not going to just stomp on it and crush it. The other person is actually going to care for it and be all the things that I said to be, the other person is going to be back. They're going to be, um, they're going to anticipate empathy. They're going to be willing to be influenced. They're going to be curious. So if this is happening together, then when that little bit of vulnerability is expressed, it's treated with such tenderness that that other does it always go that way though because i mean no it doesn't i got some ideas going like i don't know that that's right right no it no it doesn't always go that way okay that's why we have to work at it in families it has to be taught not just see if as a counselor this is why i love being a marriage family therapist right is i get to often work with the whole family or work with couples because it has to be taught to everyone if one person tries it and it may do well you know it's possible it will work well uh, it has a more likely chance of going better, but it might not, right? Because of the other person's reactivity or issues or whatnot. But it needs to be something that is practiced and taught to, to, all, to, to everyone in the relationship. And say if it was a family, the family has to be taught it. And so that, um, you know, and it's not going to be where one person becomes vulnerable and the other person just stomps on them and then they retreat and they're not, they're like, I'm not going to do that again. And that leads to their old insecure behaviors just playing out again and again. Okay. So, so there's a risk there. You know, when time, whenever we're, oh, talking yeah. about we're talking about a risk and I just, oh, I yeah. think it needs to be said that there's, yeah. there's going to be a risk there. Well, I wanted to know if we could jump into the gospel, if this yes. would be a good time, because we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to skip the gospel. And this is kind of a, this is kind of a hard gospel sometimes, right? Because this is John the Baptist. And he he's is, our patron. He's, he's our patron, John the Baptist. <laughs> he is for souls and hearts, because we do see souls and hearts as preparing the way for the spiritual life by solidifying 
the natural life, right? The psychological, emotional life, the natural life, you know, kind of, we're trying to help with that, the foundation. So, but John the Baptist, he's got some hard words here. I mean, these, I mean, he takes, he is taking it out on the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, and saying, you know, you know, calling them, you know, vipers, a brood of vipers, you know, and, and really laying them out. Uh, you got to remember, he's doing this about 20 miles south of Jerusalem across the desert, right? So the people that came to see him had to travel 20 miles through a barren wasteland where it's hot, it's very difficult, very little water, so they meet him at the Jordan. So they've made cheap sacrifices just to get there, right? This isn't like just packing the kids in the minivan to go to the parish mission on Thursday night. This is like a big deal to get down there. And, um, and so... He's laying this out. And what is he saying, right? He's saying, um, you know, that you've got to bear fruit. That's not enough to be a pretty tree. You've got to bear fruit, right? And the ax is going to be laid to the root of these trees. So, you know, to produce good fruit is evidence of repentance in the way that John the Baptist is talking about that. And uh, I think sometimes we might want to skip over this because it makes us uncomfortable, right? Um, So I thought we might want to take on the things that, might get skipped over otherwise for sure for sure so i don't know did you have thoughts about that um you know i I did i i kind of think um i'll I'll tie it to my mutual empathy a little bit (laughs) and that is that um when you don't like what is repentance right it's a willingness to turn your heart it's a change of heart it's a recognizing like you said of our own sins Right. And so when you actually repent, you are being vulnerable before God. And you are saying, ah, I know I've been doing it wrong. I know I've made it all about me and what I want. And I've made and I've been reactive and hurtful to others. So this mutual empathy thing is about, to me, I feel like it, it, it speaks to repentance because it takes repentance to do some of that vulnerability that we were talking about that was so difficult to do because you're, you've let go of your will, your desire to have power over other people or to place yourself as God. Right. And you're willing to say, no, (laughs) I, I definitely have to grow. I can be influenced by other people. I don't have all the answers. Um, You know, I can be vulnerability. I have to let go of trying to control everybody. So can we, can, so I'm, we don't script these things out. I mean, we talked a little bit about it beforehand, but I've right. got this curveball challenge question that I'm thinking about pitching at you, Jerry. Are you, are you up for like a pretty challenging question about the mutual empathy thing? Okay. All right. So would you say that John the Baptist, when he calls the Pharisees and the Sadducees, a brood Oh, I love that question. You know, who warns you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as the evidence of your repentance. Is he right. being mutually empathetic? No. (laughs) Well, well, he's not being mutually empathetic because they're not being empathetic to him either. But is he doing his end of it? Is he he doing his end of the mutual empathy? Okay. So, okay. No, I love this question. Oh my gosh, this is good. This is good. Because um, here's the thing. Um, Sometimes, even as a therapist, I have to, not physically, but slap a client, not physically, ever, never physically, but you know what I mean? Like hold them accountable. Right. And basically like if a family came in, like I was saying, and they're like ripping each other apart. Right. I have to say, this is not good. You guys are not 
where you need to be. Like, this is unhealthy. That's abusive. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. You, you, if you don't, if you keep this up, your marriage or your family is, unfor- I would never say it this way, right. but it's going to be thrown into the fire, just like John the Baptist says, right. like it's going to die. Right. And so, you know, but what, what, what he, so he, so, so John the Baptist to me is not, is not being cruel. He's being loving because he's telling them what is actually in store. He's telling the truth. Yeah. And that's, that's a tough thing. And he's telling them to repent. And they're probably, I mean, I don't know about this scene, but they often show up wanting to challenge rather than, wanting to actually understand and grow and, right. and all this. So he knows they're probably coming for him. Right. And, and he knows, and he's been busy uh, baptizing in repent people in a baptism of repentance. Right. So, and people's hearts are changing and their lives are changing. And so John the Baptist is doing this work and these guys show up like uh, would, you know, to challenge him. And he's basically saying, whose lives are you changing? Mm-hmm. What, what have Where's you done? Where's, Where's your food? mutual empathy? Where's your love for others? Right. right. It's not there. You're just full of yourself. And he's, and he's speaking to them in the language that he, that they understand, right? Because the Pharisees and the Sadducees understood the language of power, right? If you said, guys, yes. I wish yes. you'd be a little more gentle. Sometimes you hurt people's feelings. They would look at him as a wimp. Right. right. So he right. spoke to them in a language that he understood. He spoke to them in the mode of the receiver. They didn't have to accept it. Right. And many of them did not Some did, but most of them did not Right. So, um, so yeah, I, I, that, that makes sense to me, Jerry. That makes sense to me. And it brings me back to the whole idea of sin as the breaking of relationships. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not just like the breaking of a rule. Right. A lot of people think about sin as the breaking of a rule. You know, I did this, I did this. Sometimes we get taught that way, you know, that the sin is like a violation of a commandment or one of the precepts of the church. And yeah, you can look at it that way. But, but sin is really about damaging or breaking relationships. And what, what John the Baptist is trying to do is bring people back into relationship, back to where the line can lay down with the lamb, you know, where, the, 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 mm-hmm. where, where we can have that kind of harmony. Um, and so I think, I think really when we think about sin, mm-hmm. right, if we think about it in terms of breaking relationships, it just, it just takes on a whole different dimension than if we think about it as uh, accommodating ourselves to a list of rules. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. love that. And if you, if, like, to, when I think of, again, of these, a family that comes in with discord and anger and all this stuff, and if they actually start to empathize with each other and understand and, and, and truly love each other, right, then the fruit of that is going to be incredible. Like the, 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 you know, a family that is not embroiled in sin is, is not broken. They're, they're, they're connected and they care about each other and they're looking out for each other and they're concerned and they're holding each other accountable to. And they're, they're doing all that. And, and they're, they're going to make a bigger difference in the world. They're going to have a more fruitful family life. There's fruit, which I think is what John the Baptist is saying. Rather than these Pharisees, they're all just rules-oriented, right. um, impersonal, and they're interested in their own position in power. Yeah. 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 Great question. I love your question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's, and so that's where when we get towards, you know, 
um, when we're looking at these attachments or the things that, that keep us from relationship that, that are deeper, it could be video games, it could be our phone, right? It could be alcohol, it could be, you know, football, you know, no, you know, none of those things necessarily are evil in and of themselves. Um, but we got to take a look at how do they impact our relationship? Do our, are our kids trying to talk to us and we're busy texting, you know, at a time when they mm. haven't seen us all day and we just got home from work. Right. You know, um, you know, what's happening to our relationships. And if we can make these changes that we're, that we're pursuing in Advent in this penitential season about, you know, improving those relationships, bringing harmony into our relationships can have so much more power going back to the motivation that you were talking about last week. You know, it's going to have so much more power to change us. And as we sense the deepening of the relationship, you know, between us and God, between us and the Blessed Virgin, between us and our spouse, you know, uh, you know, their kids, you know, our friends, it's going to have so much more power. And um, so, again, I'm going to encourage you to continue writing out, you know, on a night by night basis, what's going on with your bright, shiny objects, you know, <laughs> the, the attachments that you have and how they're impacting your relationships. And, and then one of the things, too, is to write down the successes. You know, um, St. Ignatius of Loyola is really the father of the examination of conscience. Um, and he encouraged writing down the successes, you know, not just the, the ways that we fall short, but, but the successes. And I'm going to invite our, 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 all of you to be doing that as well, to be doing that as well. And I'm going to invite you to practice this mutual empathy as best as you can in your relationships whatever your circumstance of life is it could be spouse it could be children it could be friends but try practicing being open to being influenced having relational curiosity you know sometimes we're just oblivious to how we're <laughs> reacting with people like because we're busy because we're not thinking about it right, right. so right. trying just being conscious and and purposeful about putting some of these mutual empathy um, steps, if you will, into practice and being conscious of whether or not there's a power dynamic that's playing out for you or not. And just being aware of that and, and therefore making a change in, in, in how you relate. Wow. <laughs> so we're going to invite people again to, uh, you know, let others know about us, right? If you yes. like what we're doing, if you think that what we're doing is worthwhile, put the word out, you know? Um, if you're curious to learn more, uh, find us at soulsandhearts.com. You can also follow us on our YouTube channel. Some of you may be seeing us on there. Subscribe, um, subscribe to the channel. Yeah, like us on uh, Facebook, you know, yes. whatever. Um, <laughs> and Twitter. And, uh, and get involved in the conversation, right? This is really going to work best if we're in relationship and community. We want to do that on, this, on our online forum. So, so you got questions, there, there's things you'd like to see. We do pay attention. We do want to be in a relationship with you. See us responding on there. Um, so check out soulsandhearts.com where you get lots of free videos, free courses, yep. and other little special treats coming your way. Yep. All right, Peter. All right. Be still. Believe. Be loved. See you next time.